I had a chance this uh, last Thursday night to hang out at the Desperation uh, Student Conference, and uh, one of the one of the pastors was was introducing me to another speaker, and and he just said, "Hey, man, you, this church is awesome." And 1910, where Pastor Jason pastors, and man, it's just alive and active. And he was just going on and on and on about uh, a great preacher I am, and I'm like, "Tell me something I didn't know." No, I'm just kidding. I just but no, here's what I said. Bro, listen, I said, 1910 Church is the easiest church in America to preach at after you have singing like what we just experienced here. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, it is. I learned, I learned something early on. Surround yourself with people that are better than you, and they make you look a lot better, right? So I'm just a booby on, but man, we got great staff around here at 1910 Church. And so, uh, man, yeah, I think, come on, can we show some more honor to our team? It's good. Amen. I've seen it demonstrated at camp through Pastor Chase, Pastor Tim, Pastor Danny, all their leadership, our worship team. Uh, you've heard it on display the last couple of weeks with Pastor Jen Long. Did, did she not knock it out of the park or what? Pastor Danny Phillips last Sunday it was amazing. So uh, we're just, we're just blessed. So thank you. But thank you guys also for being a church that's fun to, to, to shepherd. Uh, it, is, it is so good to be with you guys, and thank you for the time off and rest, but, but man, we were just chomping at the bit, ready to get back home and, and worship with, with the people of 1910. So, hey, by the way, have you, have you, have you checked out that, that, that song that we released, by the way, the last couple of weeks? And the music video came out, I believe, a couple of days ago. Uh, I would encourage you to find that, watch it, share it with friends. You might even be in it, and you know, and all that. So, but it's just awesome what God is doing here at, at 1910. And, and, and by the way, just as a side note with that, uh, being at, at Desperation, many of you guys know that David Martin and Sarah Martin, who were part of this house for a long time, are, are now the pastors there over that Desperation student ministry. And, and, and can I just tell you something, man, we, they are doing a great job. The Spirit of the Lord is so on them. And as they lead there at New Life Church, it was cool. We got to run into a couple of our students, that former students of, of our student ministry Hill, the Hill, here at the Hill, and, and they're now serving there in that capacity. So I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's just something special about what God is doing through the house of 1910. And, and, but, but thank you for being a church that is serious about pursuing him and, and going hard after the Lord. Is that okay? And it's okay to call an audible and just sing another song, isn't it? Now, I'm not going to let y'all, I've not preached in two weeks, so I've got a four-hour sermon in me, okay? So I just make sure, pack a lunch, you know, get some Lara bars out for the people, and, and uh, we're going to go hard. We're in this series entitled Train to Win, and our key verse in this series has been this verse found in 1 Timothy chapter 4, says this, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Would you agree with that? Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. We've been looking over the last several weeks disciplines that we find demonstrated in, in, in the life of Jesus Christ. And Listen, would you agree with me? There's probably no better person for us to emulate than Jesus, all right? Um, he knows some stuff, right? And, uh, and, and so we've been looking at the life of Jesus. And, and what made him tick? What were some of those things that he participated in that, 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 that helped him accomplish the, the will of his Father in heaven? We've talked about he spent time in the Word and how he knew the Word. We've talked about this discipline of prayer. Pastor Tim Jesko preached a sermon 
sermon on, on worship on week number three. We talked about the need to rest. Have you rested at all this summer? Listen, you need to rest. Let me remind you, we're the only nation in the world that has a mountain called Rushmore. And we need to slow down. In fact, I think we read that in our 90-day reading this week, Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. We also read that radiant verse. Those who look to him are radiant. It's like 34-6 or something. 35, somewhere in Psalm. It's great. Read the whole book. You'll find it, I promise. But, uh, but we need that. We talked about this discipline. Pastor Jen spoke about disciple making. Hey, have you found a group? Have you found a community to connect with? Are you plugged in somewhere? Are you pursuing Christ with your whole heart? Silence captivated the audience. We talked about Pastor Danny last week preached a stellar sermon on confession. I didn't need it, but my wife did. And so it was just absolutely just kidding. Whoa, I know. Anybody got lunch, table for one for lunch? But no, it's just, but we need these things. Well, today I want to throw another spiritual discipline at you real quick today. And, and, and we've talked about it. We, we, we spent a, a series leading up to Easter this year. You're talking about this discipline, this discipline of fasting, fasting. Now, I know that that's not the sermon you want to hear before you're making your lunch plans right now. You're already thinking about what you're going to, and that's okay. But, but I just want to go back and talk about this spiritual discipline of fasting. When, when we talk about fasting, we're talking about abstaining from food for spiritual reasons. It is a focused time of spiritual dependence upon God to sustain you. How many of you know that God is more than able? How many of you know that God is everything that we need? He can, he can do everything anything, right? And this spiritual discipline of fasting, whenever you read it through scripture, you're going to find that it is almost always coupled with that discipline of prayer. Prayer and fasting seem to go together. But let's just be honest if we can for a few moments. Don't you lie, you're in church. In our self-indulgent culture that lacks in self-control, this spiritual discipline of fasting might just be the most neglected discipline that we'll talk about over these several weeks. We eat, don't we? We eat a lot. In fact, on average, you eat five pounds of food a day. Now, I've had one cup of coffee and a Lara bar, so that's about four ounces. So I've got a lot of room to make up for the rest of this day, right? That's why I believe that this biblical practice of fasting seems like such an interruption to our lives. We, we are a fast food, drive through type of culture, aren't we? You, 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 you can put something in the microwave for just a few seconds and have a gourmet meal in just a matter of minutes, can't you? Right? Just don't look into the microwave. It'll burn your eyes. Did your mama ever tell you that? I used to, I'll never forget when they came out with microwavable popcorn. You see, prior to that, we cooked it over a fireplace with a long silver handle. Come on, it was called what? Jiffy Pop, come all yeah. How many of you students know what Jiffy Pop is? That's just a couple, the rest of you parents, you got some parenting to do. Don't look in that microwave, my mom told me. What does that mean when parents tell you as a kid, don't do it, what do you do? You do. We live in such a fast-paced culture and, and this idea of slowing down and interrupting our schedules or our routine seems so foreign. It seems like it's really, is that even possible? Well, today I want to spend a few moments, if we can, dealing with this discipline of fasting. And here's kind of a definition that we're going to work from today. Fasting is the spiritual discipline of altering your diet or eliminating food or drink for a season 
Why? In order to spend intensive time in prayer for a biblical purpose. Listen, if you forget this idea of prayer and focusing on God, all you're doing when you fast is just dieting. But when you, when, you, when you push away from the dinner table or when you push away the plate and you focus on the Father in, in prayer for biblical purposes, then you're fulfilling this discipline of fasting. And let me just remind you, like with all the other spiritual disciplines that we've talked about and that we will continue in the next couple of weeks, these, the, these spiritual disciplines are done in response to God's grace and not done somehow to win more love and affection from him. Did you know that God loves you already? And there's nothing else you can do to make God love you anymore. Are you with me on that? But here's the deal. Because I'm the recipient of God's great love, I, I, I discipline my body. I put myself through these disciplines because I want to honor him. I want to glorify him. I, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to practice those things that he practiced. I want, to, I want those things that were a part of his daily life to somehow be a part of mine as well. Are you with me today? Now listen, this idea of fasting is found throughout the Old and the New Testaments in the Bible. In fact, you'll find prayer and fasting coupled or mentioned about 50 different times. Fasting was actually a fairly common practice in the Old Testament. And it was also very, very prominent in the life of the early church. But again, I believe it's one of those disciplines, one of those practices that we as Christians tend to ignore. When you read about fasting in the scripture, you're going to find that the early Christians fasted when they were mourning. They, they fasted in order to prepare to, to hear from God. They, they fasted to focus during those times of intense prayer. And they also humbled themselves through fasting and repentance as well. Now listen, in an ideal world, I get it the practice of fasting would be unnecessary, right? In an ideal world, we would automatically maintain our focus and devotion and spiritual development without a need for us to periodically pause, interrupt our lives in order to refocus on God. But let's be honest, we don't live in an ideal world, do we? The reality is that for so many of us, we're running at breakneck speeds. So many of us that are listening live or via internet today have so many issues and, and maybe even struggles that are facing us. Maybe this week there's a difficult decision that is looming for you to make. And I'm telling you, as we pause, as we interrupt our regularly scheduled program, and as we focus on the Father through prayer and, and fasting, I believe that's when we receive the greatest breakthroughs in life. Come on, somebody. Fasting must be done for biblical purposes. We fast today to seek God's help maybe in the face of tragedy. Man, maybe there's some temptation that has overtaken you. Maybe, maybe as we talk, there's some confession that you need to make. And, and through this time of, of fasting, it just causes you to focus on God. Maybe there's a major decision looming for you to make. Listen, we don't gain additional favor with God because we physically deny ourselves from the salads and the desserts. Okay? But rather, we're sitting in his presence. And when we fast, we're seeking his power for the purposes to fulfill his kingdom work here. Here's what I love about fasting. It gives us the opportunity to reorient our focus towards Jesus in a world that calls loudly for our attention in so many different ways. 
So many of us today, it's, it's not that we don't want to serve God and be a part of the things that he wants us. We're, we're just so inundated with so many other voices and sounds and things begging for our attention. And in a world of noise and chaos, let's, it's sometimes just so hard to hear from God, isn't it? That's why we're camping out today with this idea of fasting so that we can focus and reorient our lives on Jesus. Now listen, with, with this discipline of fasting, I, I believe that it's going to require a level of willpower that we're not accustomed to exerting. Now I was very impressed last Sunday when I watched Pastor Danny put the, 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 the bar of weight on his shoulder. You said you were wearing your stretchy jeans just in, in case something... Yeah, um, th- that's it. listen, a lot of us have willpower to, to go to the gym and throw up some weights or get on a machine and cardio for 45 minutes or so. Listen, but, but I, this spiritual discipline of fasting might just require you to, to, to exert some willpower that you're not accustomed to. Now, listen, when I say willpower, I'm not talking about my will, but I'm talking about we come to a place where we say, God, not my will be done, but yours be done. It's not what I want, but Father, through this idea of fasting, I'm reorienting myself towards you, Jesus, and and it's not about me, but it's all about you. You know that that's a good place to live from, right? Where it's not about you and it's all about the Father. Hey, try it this week. Just give it a go. That's a challenge. Just live according to God's will. Hey, do those things this week that you know that the Bible says we should be about. Hey, do those things this week. Just see what happens in your life. See if there's not more peace and joy. See if the people around you just don't notice the difference this week. Hey, not my will, but yours be done. You better come and go with me today. I will keep you here. Not my will, but yours be done. It's a will that has been fully surrendered to the lordship of Jesus Christ. It's, it's, it's maybe this sanctified stubborn streak in us that refuses to compromise its convictions. So, practically speaking, let, let me just, if you want to get out of debt, you've got to make decisions against yourself financially, don't you? It's called sticking to a budget, right? Financial peace. It's sticking to a budget. If you want to get into shape, you've got to make some decisions against yourself physically. You've got to join a gym. You've got to find a coach that's going to coach you up and get you into shape. It's the same way if you want to grow spiritually. You've got to make some decisions against yourself. And then I would just offer up this discipline today. Try fasting and see what happens. You know, there is a muscle that I believe is worth noting today in developing. It's, it, the, the human body's absolutely incredible. Did you know that? Listen, I don't know what people have told you years about you, but listen, did you know that you're pretty special? You're pretty incredible. You, you are wonderfully made. You, you are a, an awesome specimen. Just throw that around at the water cooler tomorrow somewhere. I'm an awesome specimen. I know I look like a donut, but I am really, really awesome. The human body has more than 600 skeletal muscles. And if you care to know, they have the combined potential, say combined, they have the combined potential of lifting 25 tons if they were all leveraged at the same time working the same direction. It's pretty incredible. Do you know that the hardest working muscle in the body is the heart? 
pumping some 2,500 gallons of blood through 60,000 miles. I think I have triple that. 60,000 miles of arteries and veins and capillaries that pumps that every single day. You know what the largest muscle in the body is? That's why people have some work on it, the gluteus maximus. It's the largest muscle in the body. Some have larger ones than others. I'm just saying. The strongest muscle in the body is the, the masseter muscle. I didn't know what that was, so I had to Google it. But that's that muscle in your jaw. <laughs> no wonder it's so strong. Some of us talk a lot, don't we? Right? But did you know that the master muscle in your jaw can exert 200 pounds of force on your molars? That's why there will always be a need for dentists in America, correct? Right? Those muscles exert power, giving you the strength to do what needs to be done. But I'm telling you, there's only one muscle that gives you the strength not to do what shouldn't be done. I want to help you develop a new muscle today. It's called the no muscle. No. No. Not my will be done, Lord, but yours be done. It's that muscle you flex when you say no to sleep, when you say no to sex. It's that muscle you exert when you say no to dessert. Yeah, no one replied to sleep or sex, but when I said dessert, they're like, whoa, wait a minute. You've got to draw the line somewhere, right? It's not as easy to exercise this muscle as it is maybe your pectorals, but I believe that the best way to bench press is through this spiritual discipline of fasting. Fasting is, it helps you take not only a break from bad habits, but listen, fasting helps you build willpower. I believe that if you can say no to food, you can say no to just about anything. It's interesting that Jesus practiced fasting. In fact, after he left the waters of the Jordan River upon his baptism, we know that he immediately proceeded out into the wilderness for 40 days. He was alone, so we thought... But he know, we know that someone met him there in the wilderness over the 40 days, right? The enemy himself, Satan. And we know that over the course of those 40 days of fasting, that the enemy comes to our Lord and Savior Jesus on three different occasions and begins to tempt him, right? Look what it says in, in chapter 4, verse 1. It says, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, and he was tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. Stop the bus. Some of us can't go 40 minutes without eating something, right? 40 days and 40 nights. During that time, the devil came and he said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You see, in this passage here, just as Jesus was declaring his dependence on his father in heaven, so it is with this discipline of fasting for us. Fasting is the way that we declare our dependence on God. Listen, we need him more than we need food. It helps us develop, I believe, these other disciplines as well that we've been talking about over the last few weeks. Pastor and author Mark Batterson uh, wrote a book entitled If, I-F, If. And here's a quote from from um, Mark Batterson in a book, he says this, when you abstain through fasting, it shows God that you're serious. And God takes that seriously if the cause 
honors him. The reality is some spiritual breakthroughs are only possible with the combination of prayer and fasting. Now, Pastor Mark stole that from the Bible. He stole that from Jesus because Jesus taught that some spiritual breakthroughs will not happen without prayer and fasting. There's a story in Mark chapter 9. I'm not gonna, I was going to read it to you today, but I'm not going to let you guys read it. Uh, and it's also found in Matthew chapter 17. But it's the story of, 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 a, of a father bringing his son who is possessed by an evil spirit to Jesus or to the religious leaders of the day that are gathered around. And, and this, this little boy's been tormented by this evil spirit since birth. Convulsion. Sometimes the spirit, it says, throws him into fire and it burns him. But it's just something that has possessed him for quite some time. <clears throat> the disciples give it their best go. And, and, but nothing happens with this evil spirit in this little boy's life. And I love the words of Jesus. So the father brings the little boy to Jesus. And... Um, and Jesus says, how long has he been, or has this been happening? The father replies, since he was a little boy, and it throws him into fire and tries to kill him, have mercy on us, and help us if you can. And I love Jesus' response. Jesus says, it's written in red in my Bible, so he said it. It says, what do you mean, <clears throat> what do you mean if I can? <laughs> and it goes on to say, Jesus says, anything is possible if a person believes. How many of you know that anything is possible with Jesus? You see, and for some of us here today, maybe the breakthrough we've not experienced is not happening because we've prayed, but we just really don't believe it can happen. Jesus says, what do you mean if anything is possible? I, I think Jesus is pretty much saying, you moron. What do you mean if I can? Do you not know? Do you not know? I love the story he goes on to say, and <clears throat> Jesus delivers the little boy from this tormenting spirit. He falls over. They think he's dead. Jesus picks him up. The little boy begins to walk. And then I love this story afterwards. Jesus is with his disciples. <clears throat> they say, hey, how come we weren't able to do that? Why, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? In verse 29 of Matthew, or excuse me, Mark chapter 9 says, Jesus said, this kind can be cast out only by prayer and fasting. Jesus said that there are certain evil spirits that do not go out of a person except by prayer and fasting. Now, there are some manuscripts that disagree on whether this verse should even be in, in the Bible or not, but the principle is found throughout Scripture. Fasting applies pressure to the spiritual realm. Do not make light of this discipline today. We're not talking about you just giving up food. We're talking about you going to war in the spiritual world. Fasting applies pressure to the spiritual realm. And often pressure has to be maintained in order for the breakthrough to be experienced in your life. It is heavenly warfare. It appears to me that some demonic activity is not released until pressure is applied through prayer and fasting. So what's happening here. Folks, listen, the weapons we use to fight Satan are not physical. They are spiritual. 
The weapons should match the warfare. Satan cannot be eliminated with an AR-15, but we can fast and pray. And those two high caliber spiritual bullets do substantial damage. Hey, listen, would you today open up the word of God? Would you begin to pray? Would you meditate? Would you worship? And I'm telling you, a fatal blow will come to the enemy. It is not by force, Zacharias says. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Come on, somebody. George Washington, anybody ever heard of him? Not only did Jesus demonstrate this, but I love that, that we find in our first president, America's prime revolutionary leader, we find that Washington prayed and he fasted sometimes before each battle as a general. And even when he became president, we know that he spent times in prayer and fasting before important meetings. After he won the Revolutionary War against the British, Washington proclaimed a national day of fasting. Did you know that? A national day of fasting and repentance. And he realized that as a general and as, as the early Americans were seeking to, to make him a king, he, he, he realized that this thing called pride could easily slip into his life and cause damage to him. And in order to keep pride away and remain a faithful leader, Washington realized that he needed to repent. And he found that repentance was best done while fasting. You see, it's no coincidence that we heard about confession last week. Couple that with fasting. And I'm telling you, I believe that we have two powerful bullets against the enemy that fights and wages war against us. You see, Washington knew his will. He knew that the people in his command were were seeking to to elevate him. But Washington's goal was to elevate Christ alone. He knew that when he was in a battle with his troops, he knew that that, that against the British, that sometimes he he would have to take lives and do things that were contrary to his faith while also requiring that of his soldiers that followed him. He knew that he and his men needed to repent. Listen, not only from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but also from our very first president, I believe that we can learn some things through this discipline that he practiced. We must be the Christ follower. We must be the Christian who lifts up the Lord above all else. Not my will, but Yours be done. Here's what I want you to see about this thing called fasting today. Fasting is actually feasting. Did you know that? Fasting is feasting on God. It's hungering for Him alone. You see, when I pray and when I fast and when you do the same, what's happening is it brings us into alignment with God and his mission. When we fast, we, we, we forcibly forego those things that might fuel our body in order to connect with the one who saves our soul. Where are you at today? Is there something in your life that you might classify it's, it's, it's dead right now and somehow maybe you're wanting God to resurrect that in you? 
Is there maybe some dream, some, some goal, or, or some godly ambition that is just waiting to be realized? Is there maybe some stronghold that, 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 that has just been gripping your life? Hey, this morning, dude, maybe you have a desire to, to have a deeper walk with God and, and, and an increased spiritual hunger for him. Hey, is there maybe some help in your life that you need some self-discipline? Do, 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 do you need a breakthrough maybe? Is there some sort of direction you're seeking today? Is your world a mess and you're just looking for some peace in the midst of it all? For some of you here this morning listening, maybe all hell is breaking loose in your life. Are there maybe some obstacles you're facing? I'm telling you, if you answer yes to any of them, there's never a better time for you right now than to seek the Lord through a fast and to pray. And let me just remind you what he says. You will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Would you stand with me this morning? Ministry team, join me down front, please. Listen, I don't know where you're at, but I just know that today I'm glad you came because what the Spirit of the Lord has just offered you is an incredible bullet in your arsenal as you fight the battle. Fasting. Couple that with prayer, and I'm telling you, you stand ready to wage war against the enemy. Keep in mind, we're not just talking about abstaining from food. We're talking about reorienting and focusing on a Father in heaven that's got great things for you. A God that is more than capable and able to see you through whatever you're facing. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this reminder today that you have provided this discipline of fasting to us. It helps us as we wage war in the heavenly realms. Father, I think that we just, we, 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 we neglect this so much. We get so busy and, and, and other things consume us so much, God, that we forget that you've prepared something that helps us fight the battle. Lord, I want to pray for someone here today. Maybe this is a, a season in which they need to enter into a fast and seek you like never before. In fact, maybe you're here today, and if that's you, I just want you to come forward right now and just share it with one of our team members down front. Hey, listen, I'm dealing with this right now, and I'm seeking God. I'm needing God to break through in this area. If that's you, you just come and share that with one of our team members. Father, thank you for not leaving us to fight these battles alone. Thank you, God, that you've made a way to show us which way to walk. And there is peace that is available. It comes through you, God, as we stop, as we slow down, as we push back the plate and spend time with you through a fast and in prayer. Lord, that's when we experience breakthrough. So, God, that's my prayer for everyone listening here today. Lord, I challenge everyone listening today that we would somehow this week refrain from something food-wise. And we would dedicate that time to seeking you in prayer. And God, that we will see heaven loosed and working in our lives. All for your glory and yours alone. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. You're dismissed.